Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek, a sixth generation shaman and best selling author of Spirit Hacking, bridges the gap between science and spirituality and brings us back to our roots. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders, to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. The time has come to end codependency and put the power back into people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. What is the shaman school? No. You're not going to be studying to pursue a career in shamanism or to bang a drum. The definition of shamanism is one who understands relationship. The shaman school offering reminds you how to have a better relationship with things and how to nurture these relationships, whether it be with yourself, the food you eat, the people you meet, your ancestry, community, the global community, animals, nature, and so forth. My goal is to demystify spirituality, to add a bit of science and understanding of how things operate in the energetic planes. The Shaman School's no-nonsense teaching explores all faculties of experience, from the physical, the emotional range, the mental capacity for information, dialogue, lexicon, energy, perception, awareness, how to understand the energy of currency, and so much more. Fundamental education teaches the basics that we need in society, how to read, write, add, subtract, pay our bills, or how to become doctors, artists, mechanics, etc. But the Shaman School is a school that we all should have been a part of, one that offers the additional tools needed to better understand who we are, why we think the way we do, what's going on behind the scenes, and what we are actually seeing and processing. Are you living well? Are you paying bills just to keep the roof over your head? Are you in a relationship but not fulfilled? Satisfaction cannot be lowered anymore by the inability to recognize possibility. Living well means fulfilling your ideas and your goals and your dreams and having the best time doing it. In the Shaman School, I have extracted the best from all of the world philosophies, religions, spiritual teachings, and theories, offering a juice without pulp that will empower your life. The Shaman School invites you to a world where you're able to seize the tools of understanding, where you're able to have fun and have more because you deserve more. Go to shamandurek.com and click on the Shaman School for the first step toward ultimate happiness and an understanding of your truest self. Let's make things easier and not harder for our life. We deserve that. See you soon. Hey tribe, welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And if anyone hasn't told you how much you're loved, let me be the first. I love you. I adore you. I see you. I witness you. I appreciate you. I honor you. I acknowledge you. And I think you're absolutely divine, absolutely wonderful, beautiful, powerful, just absolutely yummy in every way. And when I say yummy, I mean like really amazingly just mm, 
If that doesn't do it for you, then I don't know what else can, because that is the core of truth that I'm here to represent to you, is your yumminess, your sexiness, your, your divineness, your beautifulness, your goddessness, your kingness, your, your godliness. You see that you are more than any negative thing you've ever told yourself or ever accepted from anyone that has told you anything that is out of character or from a place of fear or from a place of wanting to control you or subjugate you and hold you into some type of idea of domination. These things cannot persist if you know the truth. If you know the truth, how sexy you are and how beautiful you are and how smart and intelligent you are and what a gift you are and that without you, there would be one less beautiful star on this planet who's shining the light of possibility into the hearts of women, men, and children. You couldn't imagine how much you mean to this universe. And that is the reason why you're created. So if you ever get just a tiny inclination of other things such as that you aren't this and you're not worthy and you're not good enough and all this stuff, I say this to you, knock it off. Because it's time for you to really go and look at this part of yourself that wants to go into this self-depreciation of who you are and really lie to yourself and keep lying to yourself for the sake of what? Now let's look at that for a second. Why lie to yourself and tell yourself something other than the fact that you're the most amazing, powerful, beautiful, divine being and that there's no one like you in the world and that the value that you see in the world that's placed upon material items when there's only a few of them available, they go, that value goes way up, right? Well, okay. So if you know that there's only one car and everyone in the world knows there's only this one car and it's the only one that will ever exist, they can mark up that price on that car so high because they know someone will buy it because it's valuable, it's precious, and guess what? There's only one. Well, what do you think you are? You're only one. You're one of a kind. There's no one like you and there'll never be another person like you. That means what? That means that you have in you everything that this world needs to be great. Now, it's only asking for you to believe it, see it, know it, and understand it. Now, how do you do that? Well, first thing you do is you need to start becoming a person where, you know, like when you're talking to someone and you don't agree with them, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I don't really agree with that, or that doesn't resonate with me. I hear people say that. Or, you know, people will say like, you know what? I mean, I just don't, that doesn't that make sense to me and all that. But you're willing to do that to another person, but you're not willing to do that to the negative voices that pop up in your head or the feelings that may come over you where you start feeling like you're not good enough or you're fat or you're this or you're that or you're not smart enough or you're not capable enough or your business is not going to be successful or no one's going to love you and you're always going to be alone and like all these things or whatever these things are that you tell yourself. Why can't you have the same attitude and energy that you do when you bicker with people over like nothingness? Like someone tells you something and you're like, no, I don't really think so. That's the same as if you were to walk down the street and someone would say, I hate your shirt. You're going to be like, well, that's your choice to, to hate my shirt, but I wore it. It's my shirt and I love it. Right? So why can't you do that to the voices in your head? When a voice comes in and says, you're not good enough. Why don't you be like, 
You got to be completely stubborn. Like use stubbornness as a tool for success and elevation versus using stubbornness as a tool to limit you from the beautiful things that you want to show up in your life. Like why would you block blessing by being stubborn instead of use stubbornness to block things that are not supportive and, and good for the nature of your being? So for instance, a voice comes in my head and says, hey, Shaman Durek, you're a real idiot. Are you like, you know what? Like, I'm sorry. I just don't believe you. You're so full of it. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, stop with that nonsense, right? Because I'm going to be stubborn, so stubborn that you won't even get past my wall because my wall will be the rock of Gibraltar. You will not be able to hammer through it, chisel through it. You won't be able to bulldoze it. You won't be able to drill through it. Nothing will break my rock of stubbornness towards those types of things. And that's where stubbornness needs to be placed. And I feel like on earth, we get stubborn about things that are good for us. People get stubborn about their need to be right, that they'll never find a relationship. They get stubborn about their need to be right, that money is hard to come by. They get stubborn about their belief that they're never going to heal and they've tried everything. They get stubborn with their belief that, you know, that life is going to stay this way and things aren't going to get better. They get stubborn in their belief that people are always going to talk bad about them. They get stubborn in their belief that, you know, things are hard or difficult. These things that they get stubborn about, I can't tell you how many times I go and spend time with people who come to see me and it's like they want me to battle their stubbornness. And honestly, I just don't have time for that. Nor even if I did have time for it, even if I had like 24 hours to give to it, I wouldn't put my energy into it because to me, I rather do other things that are productive for the nature of myself and the nature of the planet and the nature of the well-being of others. Not to sit here and argue with you about your need to be stubborn about something that would actually benefit you. Like if someone comes to me and says money's really hard, I'm like, well, it really isn't and you can make it and it's easy to come to you and you and things are shifting and changing and all these great things are happening. Yeah, no, 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 Shaman Durek. You know, I just, you know, I think you, I think you, you're wishful thinking. I, I really feel money's not, you know, is, is difficult for me. It was difficult for my mom and dad and it's difficult for me. And every time I did a business, I went to a business partnership with this person and I lost everything and they're telling me a story to go along with their stubbornness. Imagine that. Imagine that you told a story to the voice in your head that tells you you're not good enough. You know what? So, you know, here's the deal. Like, I don't believe what you're saying. I don't trust what you're saying. I don't know you have facts to back up what you're saying. And just so you know, there's so many times in my life where I've done courageous things and I did all these beautiful things to support people. And, you know, and I am such a good person. It's like, you're not only choosing stubbornness against the negativity, but you're also telling the negativity a story that reinforces your stubbornness to not believe that you are not worthy. Imagine that. Why can't we do the same when it comes to how we're operating with these negativities? And people, I hear people say, oh my God, there's so much negativity. It's taking over me and that's why I overeat. Really? You choose not to be stubborn about the negativity that's taking over you. It's taking over you. Instead of you going like, yep, I feel the negativity, but I'm not in it. 
I don't accept it. I don't believe in it. I don't, there's, there's no reason for me to go in it because I just don't resonate with it. I don't connect with you. I'm not connecting with it on any level. And if someone says, oh yeah, you know, yes, you are. I'd be like, actually, no, I'm not. And then just to let you know, the other day I was in a group of people and all these people were being negative and I was just holding a powerful, positive field around me. And I was like, kaplow, that energy was just kaboom, kaboomzy. And that energy just blew all that negative energy away. I would, I would not only be stubborn about the fact that negative energy can affect me, but I'd also tell a story on how it can't affect me. You see, in shamanism, there's this understanding of telling stories, right? If you're going to tell a story, tell a story that supports you, not a story that takes you apart. Don't tell a story about your misery and your pain and your suffering. Tell a story about how your misery, pain, and suffering happened, but tell the story to be victorious and triumphant over the odds over the adversities that are showing up. Someone says to me, oh, you know, Shaman Durek, I just feel like I'm afraid to be alone. When am I ever going to meet a man? When am I ever going to meet that one special person? When am I ever going to meet a man? When am I ever going to meet that one special person? Let me tell you something. The fact that you're asking when means that you're a beggar and you have no vision for your own dreams. You have no understanding that you are the one who's accepting defeat by the moment you say, when am I ever? When am I ever going to be successful? When am I ever going to be happy? When am I going to meet that man? When am I going to meet that woman? When am I going to meet, you know, for what? What are you talking about? You are operating in this idea that you have no power and that something outside of you, if they have pity on you, that they're going to send you some scrubs, some, some crumbs, some little biddles and tittles of little things that you might need just to, you know, hopefully, and I'm going to use the word hopefully, can support you. Because that's how the universe would treat you. It would treat you like you're like some second-rate person that who cares? I'm going to give you the scraps off my plate. Oh, here you go. Here you go. You've been begging so much. Okay, I'm God. I'm going to give you these little scraps. Let's see what you do with them. That's not how the universe operates. That's not how creation in the source operates. That's not how energy intelligence operates. And just to let you know, when you ride the lit train, that's not how you operate. You don't go into when. You don't go into this big question mark. You go into the excitement of it, which you'll hear me speak about a lot more in these shares. The excitement. I'm so excited for this amazing relationship that is showing up in my life. And I'm excited and I'm so grateful and thankful for all the energies I've been clearing in my life to make that possible so that I am ready, prepared and to show up for myself as well for the other person. This now sounds like someone who knows what they're talking about. This is a story I can get behind. This is something that I can invest my ears into and my heart into if I'm sitting at a cafe or at your dinner table or having breakfast with you or just taking a walk in the park with you. Now, this type of story is a story that my soul wants to hear, my ears want to hear, my heart wants to be a part of, and my body is okay chilling with, right? I'm not into people using stubbornness and storytelling behind their stubbornness to create more suffering, more pain, more lack, more fear, more loneliness, more, you know, scarcity all these things that you're being stubborn about and telling stories about 
And then bringing your stories back to your childhood, like, well, because of my, you know, because my mom, uh, because my boyfriend, uh, because my girlfriend, uh, because I got my heart broken, or because my parents moved, or because I was molested, or because I, I, I was raped, or because I went through this, or because I went through that, and because, 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 because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like an endless line of becauses. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to hear the, the, the conga line of because this and because that. Everybody do the because line. Everybody step in the because line because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that. Everybody step in the because line. Everybody step in the because line because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that. Everybody step in the conga line. Everybody step in the conga line because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that. Everybody say the because now. Everybody tell them because now. Because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that. Everybody step in. In the conga line, everybody step in the conga line because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that. No, no, I'm not getting in that line. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing anything in that line. Y'all can go around the beach and grab each other's hips and, and say, because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that. Who wants to sit in the because of this and because of that line? The conga line. That's not the type of party that I like to have, just so you know. That's not the party I'm going to have. I'm not going to sit there and say, because of this thing happened to me, because of that thing, because of this, because of that, and then tell my story of why I'm backing up my stubbornness so I can be right and then I can be miserable and have you subjectively listening, subjected to listen to the nonsense coming out of my mouth. Why is the nonsense coming out of your mouth right now? Can we get a mic check, please? Check the mic. Okay. I, I was just making sure that what you were saying had some incredible, powerful energies to support the global family on planet Earth to lifting and shifting. Okay, you can go again, but I don't want to hear any because of this and because of that. Let's talk real. Let's talk facts. Let's, let's talk about it from a place of power. Be stubborn against the energy that is negative. Be stubborn against scarcity. Be stubborn against illness. Be stubborn against fear. Be stubborn against loss. Be stubborn against not having love. Be stubborn against all these things that would cause you suffering. To suffer does not make you righteous. To suffer does not make you valuable to be loved. To suffer does not make you an excuse chart. My dog ate my homework. Mm, Boo-hoo. Your little dog ate your homework. I couldn't do it because this and because that. Oh, you couldn't do it because of this and because of that. I, I wanted to be, I wanted to make millions and be able to change the world. But because of my childhood, I wasn't supported. And because I went through so much pain and hurt, I felt that people didn't love me and didn't want me. So I never could make anything. Oh, B, 
because of this, because of that, you didn't feel loved, so you decided to do nothing with your life. Oh, I feel so sad because I feel like because I had a horrible relationship in the past and I had to go through a divorce and these things, then every time I choose someone, it's always the wrong person. Oh, because of that relationship, because of the things that happened to you in that relationship, you keep choosing bad relationships because of this, because of that. Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, can you just hear, can you just hear that nonsense? Can you hear the nonsense that is coming out of their mouths? It's enough to drive you crazy. Why would you want this type of nonsense coming out of your mouth? You're not watering the plants with this nonsense. You're not building love with this nonsense. You're not creating prosperity for yourself and for your brothers and sisters with this nonsense. You're not bringing health and wellness with this nonsense. You're not changing the atmosphere from pollution to solution with this nonsense. What you are doing with this nonsense is absolutely nothing. So please, if you will, stop bringing the nonsense. Because at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth it to defend and be stubborn about the things that could bring you blessing and joy and happiness and love and freedom and bliss and elation and pleasure and opulence and joy and satisfaction and contentment and expansion and so much more? But instead, you rather bring the nonsense. Why? Why? Why you? Why you? Why you bring the nonsense? You can't do anything with nonsense. You can't do anything with nonsense. In fact, I say that nonsense is one of the most wasteful energies in this planet. Because everyone who's dancing in that conga line because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that, because of that, because of this, because of that, because of that, 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 this, 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 that, 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 this, 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 that, 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 this, 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 because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that. Nobody wants to be in your conga line today. Nobody, lady, nobody, mister. Nobody wants to be in your conga line. Your conga line ain't fine. Your conga line ain't divine. Your conga line is come to an end of the line. Get out of the conga line and get into the lit train family. We are the Liddy Committee, the leaders of legacy. We are not going to utilize our precious, powerful energy anymore. If you can walk down the street and somebody comes up to you and says, I hate your pants, take it off and throw it away right now. You're disgust. Those pants disgust me. You're going to be like, excuse me or Go away from me. Are you okay? Do you need help? You're not going to take off your pants in the middle of the street and throw it in the trash can just because someone says so. So you're going to actually, some of you might get mad at it and laugh at it and be like the nerve of that person. Who do they think they are? And so forth. So who are these voices in your head, in your feelings that are telling you 
nonsense and you're reacting to them and and listening to them and letting them spiral you down into depression making you feel like nothing's ever gonna change and oh my god we're never gonna have money money's so difficult love is so difficult everything is so difficult i might as well just lay here and let my mind just be so difficult well i mean that's literally what you're doing when you listen to those voices instead of take the same attitude that you would in the street if someone asked you to take your jacket off, take your pants off, take your shirt off. In fact, just take it all off because it's ugly. Well, you know, if you want to take off your clothes, I mean, you know, hey, I mean, that's something you could get to choose to do. But again, you shouldn't do it because someone's telling you to do it because they don't like something and you feel bad that you're upsetting them. So you decide to throw it in the trash can when you spent money on that and you made you feel good, right? So Why would you listen to that in your thoughts? If someone called you on the phone and was like, you idiot, you're so dumb, you eat bananas for breakfast. You're going to be like, oh, I'm being, and someone's like, what's going on, honey? Uh, Someone's um, prank calling me right now. And you just hang up the phone. You'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, you have the wrong number. Click. But why can't you do that to those voices? Why can't you do that to those emotions that show up? Of course you can. So start doing it because you're too powerful to be stuck in that conga line stuck in the energies of holding yourself back from the greatness that life has to offer you this is your time and this is the time for you to say no more nonsense no more nonsense no more nonsense no more nonsense not for you not for me no more nonsense no more nonsense No more nonsense, not for you, not for me. We have no more space for nonsense, no more space for nonsense, no more room for nonsense, not for you, not for me. We have no more space for nonsense, no more space for nonsense, no more space for nonsense, not for you, not for me. There's no nonsense in this house, there's no nonsense in this house, there's no nonsense in this house. 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 There's no nonsense in this house 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 There's no nonsense in this house. 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 Love you. 
Hey Tribe, so the tribe wants to hear from you. And I know a lot of you are talented out there in music and poetry and recipes and ideas and just, you know, things that you want to share with the tribe. You can send that information to info at shamandurek.com and share your gifts with the tribe. Love you all and stay lit. Hey Tribe, another amazing tribal share by Greg Orr called Call From God New Visions. You can follow him at Instagram at Greg Orr Shares Joy. That's G-R-E-G dot O-R-R-E dot S-H-A-R-E-S dot J-O-Y. Greg or shares joy. Enjoy. I got a call from God. Love you, Chime. Call me silly. Call me lost. Call me ridiculous. Call me what you must. But I've got a call. I got a call from God. Hey Tribe, we're going to take a short break to hear from one of our amazing sponsors, who is Lit Verified. The Lit Verified store is open. But what does Lit Verified mean? Lit Verified is an acknowledgement and stamp of approval by the Tribe. I have tried 
each of these products and they are the best. Lit Verified products vary from beauty, technology, clothing, food, health, and wellness, and anything that is ethically sourced, organic, maintained, and sustainable. Not every product offered to the team passes the Lit Verified test. No. Not at all. Every Lit Verified product is carefully researched. Every CEO has been met with. Every ingredient carefully looked into the process production of all of it. I have seen the impact these vendors are making. Their vision and ethics are aligned with our tribe, with people who are consciously supporting community and want to make a difference in our world and make it a better place for us. Lit Verified products are ethically sourced and meet the highest industry standards. When purchasing Lit Verified products, we give back by creating sustainability and by leading the world to make better choices. You can be confident that you're buying into a company that supports a vision for change, not just a company that wants to line their pockets with money. We live in a time where we are oversaturated by commercials, TV, and social media, where far too many celebrities and influencers are endorsing things they know nothing about and things they might be doing damage to people, to the earth, and to animals. With Lit Verified, we've taken that doubt out of the equation. You're not only getting the best, but you're also doing the best. Pick up your awesome Lit Verified items at shamanduric.com and click on the link that takes you to Lit Verified. Love well, tribe. All right, tribe. Time to hear from our special guest. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast, and this is Shaman Durek. If anyone hasn't told you how amazing and beautiful and wonderful you are, well, let me be the first to tell you that we need you on the planet. I love you. I see you, and I know how powerful you are. And so if anyone hasn't shared that with you, I want to be here to tell you that that is exactly why you're on this planet. You're here to lift and shift and to shine and radiate your light as bright and beautiful as possible as you choose, as you choose to be you on this planet, which is absolutely amazing and wonderful. And you're here to have a really good life, like really live your best life and feel good about waking up every single day and be excited and fully turned on to the experiences that you're creating with your power of manifestation to orchestrate from your throne all of your will and intention to create this world to be paradise and to be everything your heart desires. And speaking about that, when you're on the planet, you're not here to go through so much pain. You're here to go through so much joy and happiness and experiences of pleasure and bliss. And the perfect person in studio to share that with you today is Blake. Blake Bauer, my brother who is here in the studio, who is an author of the international best-selling book, You Were Not Born to Suffer. He has helped thousands of people around the world who could not find lasting solutions from conventional medicine, psychiatry, or religion, which you know we always talk about. Blake has an extensive background in psychology, alternative medicine, nutrition, traditional healing, and mindfulness meditation, and Qigong. And Blake is in the studio today to share with us all of the ways that we can get out of that place of suffering and get into the place of health and wellness, rejuvenation, transformation, and recognizing that we have the ability to move through any obstacle and transform our lives to the best life ever. 
is also not only all of those amazing things that I've mentioned, he also is here to help us to understand the clarity that we need to be strong over any adversities, also speaking through his own stories, which you'll hear a lot of in today's share. So without further ado, I'm so excited to welcome the powerful and amazing man, Blake Bauer. Welcome to Ancient Wisdom today, brother. Good morning, Derek. Thank you so much for having me. I just absolutely loved your introduction. And I think it's obviously so, so needed right now. I know a lot of people have been going through so much this year. And I was just listening to you, you know, bring everybody in. And and I just thought it's just such a beautiful, beautiful energy that you're, you know, offering and supporting people with. Thank you. That means a lot to me. I love people. I love life. I love animals. I love everything. So any way that I can support life to becoming even greater than what it is and all the possibilities that we exist in in this quantum field, I'm happy to support. So speaking of that, I want to go more into you. Can you share with the tribe your personal growth journey and how you started your healing process here on earth? Absolutely. That is a a very loaded question, but I will give you the summary and feel free to cut me off at any point and I will will do my best to be succinct. I grew up in a very dysfunctional and toxic family like a lot of people and had parents that suffered deeply and I had a lot of family members who struggled with substance abuse and drug addiction. So I grew up around a, a lot of people that were quite unhealthy inside. And I obviously could never have articulated this as a child personally. And when I was a teenager, out of social pressures and trying to fit in, and, and then I think just trying to numb my psychological and emotional pain, I started to get high and smoke pot and drink regularly alcohol. And then I progressed to taking pharmaceutical pills that I didn't have a prescription for just to numb out and to and really to feel a sense of highness and maybe a different state of consciousness and to feel better than I felt, you know, instinctually because I didn't have tools like meditation or yoga or qigong or things I I later found down the road to do that nat- naturally and in healthy ways. And so by the time I was 18 years old, I had very strong addictions to all those substances and I was arrested a number of times for drug possession and I also played sports growing up and was the captain of my varsity high school football team. And I had offers to play college football, was doing quite well in that regard and had built up a big ego and a big facade basically to protect my heart and my vulnerability and to, you know, hide all my pain. And when I was 17 going on 18, I got a very bad DUI one night on a, on a bunch of pills and a and marijuana and, and alcohol. And I got to train tracks in the middle of the night, uh, one of those, you know, three or 400 car freight trains that come through late at night. And I, I got to one and I was delirious and had been out, you know, getting high and drinking all night. And thankfully I put my car in park because I was so tired as this train was going by. And I ended up falling asleep uh, in the car with the car running. And I woke up to police knocking on the window And I rolled down the window coming out of a a stupor. And I said to the officer, you know, excuse me, officer, was I driving too slow? And he said, son, you've been sitting here parked for at least an hour. You know, the people who live in this house called and said there's a car parked, lights on, running at the train tracks. And so 
I got arrested. I had all those substances with me, so charged with you know possession and you know all you know all these you know fines, et cetera. And my coach found out when I was 17, 18, I got kicked off the football team. And that, at that point in my life, that was my ego. That was my identity. That was my world. That was my refuge. That was my community. And I very quickly sabotaged and ruined everything that I loved and cared about and everything that I took refuge in because I didn't have a, a family life at home that felt good to me, that I felt safe in or knew how to talk about what was going on for me. And so, you know, athletics and my friends, that was really my life and my, my refuge. So I, I sabotaged all of that. And I went from being very arrogant and thinking I was invincible to discovering that deep down underneath my facade was a very tortured, insecure, lost soul that was in a lot of pain. And so I'm 18 and waking up tortured mentally and emotionally. And I had no idea who I was or what I wanted to do with my life. And I felt that pressure of, you know, leaving high school, the age of 18, you know, what, what am I going to do when I leave here? Am I supposed to work? You know, is life just about making money? Is that the key to happiness and success? So what should I do? Or do I go study? What do I study? What do I want to be? You know, I, I had no clarity at that age about any of these things. And my peers, my friends at the time seemed to be okay and coasting or just going with the flow where I, I was not okay and not really able to go with the flow. And so that was really the beginning of my, my healing journey. And I was waking up in so much suffering and pain, Derek, that I would wake up every day and I would just be begging the universe or begging God and just thinking to myself, you know, how do I free myself from this suffering? I felt like instinctually life was not meant to be so painful. And then hand in hand with that was, I felt like there had to be a purpose beyond making money and just paying the bills and surviving. And so I'm waking up every day also asking, you know, what's the purpose of my life? And so those two questions drove me forward from the age of 18. How do I heal myself from this suffering and liberate myself? And what's the purpose of my life? And it's a long story, but, but that story led me to five different universities where I studied psychology and nutrition and eventually went on to study Chinese medicine, so acupuncture and oriental medicine. And I found my way into spiritual practices like yoga and meditation and then Qigong because things like that made me feel better than I had ever felt in the past. And so I just instinctually followed those things because I felt like a sick animal and all I wanted was to heal. And eventually, and I I had the opportunity to work with some amazing doctors and healers and herbalists and, you know, very special people that I found along the way. And I was, you know, lucky that life brought my way. And then to make the whole story short, eventually I had a series of epiphanies where I could see that my, all my suffering and pain and all my healing and growth was really about me learning how to love myself. And I had been looking for love the whole time. And I had been looking outside of myself, hurting myself, trying to get love from other people and or from out in the world instead of realizing that by valuing and taking really good care of myself, I could unlock the source of love and health inside of me. And all of my training showed me logically how disease and depression develop in the body as a result of us never learning how to love ourselves as children. Mm 
And so when I had all this clarity, very innocently and naively, I just wanted to tell as many people as I could. And I know you can relate to this. And so my next thought was, I'll write a book, you know, and I was 24 years old and I had absolutely no idea what that would entail. And I just thought this has got to be the best way to help as many people as I could. And so I followed that thought and that feeling to the edges of the earth, basically, to make that a reality. And now that book is in 11 languages and has helped, you know, a lot of people in in a lot of countries. And so that's the short version. No, I mean, it's wonderful. Thank you for the short version and uh, any version for that matter. I completely (laughs) understand. I grew up in a very abusive home and I used to believe that love was always outside of me as well and that I can only get love from the people. I didn't really know how to understand that love for myself. And and it just made me constantly in stuck in, in victim mode because I would keep attracting people who saw those weaknesses in me of where they could fulfill those moments of love, but then at the same time, create all this other unnecessary power games and conflicts and things of that nature. And I went along with it because I thought, hey, well, I already grew up with this abuse. I can handle it. And also I'm still getting love. It's just, you know, it's just not in the way that I really think I should get love, but I'm getting it, but I'm getting it also with a huge amount of poison. And I think that what happens is because we go through so much of that abusive um, uncertainty in our home from the reactions of people just coming out of nowhere and making your living environment so completely unsafe and unstable that you begin to find ways to insulate yourself, you know, and, you know, we have a saying in shamanism that we say that, and this is something that I talk a lot about, which is I say that, you know, like, when my father would be, you know, beating me or doing something to me, I always knew that my father was never really there and that he was actually trapped in the time where he was getting beaten and the time where he went through abuse and he was trapped there and he wanted to get out of that purgatory. And in order to get out of that purgatory, he had to tell his story to me and, but doesn't realize that he's actually repeating the same abuse that he went through, but he can't see it because he's still stuck in the story. And so in order for us to come out of that, that, you know, that trauma, you know, we have to, we have to go into a space what I literally say is, you know, a real deep understanding of ourselves to realize that, oh, wait a second, I'm in, I'm stuck in a, a quantum loop of abuse that is perpetuating itself because I continue to not take responsibility and take responsive action through acceptance and really going in and seeing how I can clear that. So I'm really glad that you did write a book and create that for the people so that they can go into that space because no one deserves to spend their life in suffering and 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 feelings of lack and 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 limitation and sadness and depression you know and i i've been there i there are days i used to go in the corner of my walls and pray to god that god would strike me dead so i could be done with this craziness you know and i'm glad that god didn't answer you know but at the same time giving us the ability to utilize those experiences as beautiful you know beautiful gems and rubies and wonderful treasures in which to share with people to be able to help other people to change their narrative and utilize that as a form of medicine for the rest of the world and the people in it so thank you for sharing all of that with us that was really transparently beautiful and necessary um, for so many people who are listening all over the world. So did you, thank you. 
Of course. Did you um, struggle in your healing process at all? Like, how can one let go of people, habits, and situations that are not healthy for them? What was the struggle that you saw? And what was your advice for the people in the world when it comes to that? Well, I think we all struggle to some degree on this pro- on this journey of not compromising ourselves anymore and not betraying ourselves anymore and not abandoning ourselves anymore, kind of carrying this theme through that we've been talking about. And it's so easy when you're a sensitive, loving, caring human being to want to give and to love. But when you've come up in unhealthy environments and you don't know better, like you were saying, you're used to you know, accepting the love or giving the love and, and accepting the poison at the same time. And so for me, you know, this journey has just been one of a deeper and deeper value of myself and being really, really getting clearer and clearer around, you know, giving my time and energy to this person or this situation or this thought form is not really healthy for me. And this is healthy for me. And so some of the most practical things for me, and I think for the people who are listening is that one, you got to, you know, I read, you know, when I was reading your podcast description, Derek, I, you know, I read about you talking about just being real. And that's something that a lot of us just have so much struggle doing because we're so scared of being honest and so scared of being vulnerable. But that's one of the secret keys to everything and to healing. And so it's really important to talk about what you're going through to, you know, open up and talk about what you're feeling both with, you know, friends and, or family or finding a therapist or finding a healer or an alternative medicine practitioner that you can go to and open up and just feel that you have a safe container to process what you're going through. I think we go through these periods where we're either ashamed to ask for help or we're scared to ask for help, but we don't know that we can ask for help or we're we have too much pride, you know, we have our ego is in the way saying, you know, I don't want anybody to know that I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with something. And I think one of the things that helps more than anything is just opening up and talking about what you're feeling. And it kind of encompasses everything we're talking about, especially, you know, when you said there were those moments in your life where you found yourself in the corner, you know, asking not to be here. And you know, there's been a lot of times where I haven't wanted to be alive or on the planet or in the situation I'm in. And in those circumstances, I'm bringing this up because I feel like a lot of people with the year we've just had, you know, have been going through some very challenging, dark moments and it happens behind closed doors. So a lot of people aren't aware that this is going on for a lot of people right now. And in my experience, you know, when we feel like we don't want to be here, Really what that's saying is that the thought patterns that we're currently stuck in and the emotional pain that is in our body right now, that's what we want to die. The eternal true soul, who you really are, wants to be here, came here to enjoy the earth and the senses and all the beautiful things about being on the planet and being in a body. But when we feel we don't want to be here, it's the thought forms that we're trapped in, those thoughts and beliefs, and then the emotional pain in our body that's stuck that we want that to die. It's not that we want to die. We think we are those thoughts. We think we are those emotions. And what we want is for them to die really so we can enjoy being here. And if you don't talk about your crazy thoughts and you don't talk about your overwhelming emotions, 
they're just going to cycle in this loop inside of you and keep you suffering. Just like you were referring back to a father beating a child and repeating that, that narrative, we just keep repeating the narrative of our unhealthy thinking and our overwhelming emotional pain when we don't talk about it and get it out. So, you know, I really encourage the listeners, wherever you are in your life, wherever you are in the world, find someone that you can open up and talk about everything you're going through. And it's worth paying to do, to you know, find a therapist or a healer. It's worth paying to do that. And the other thing you can do is just get a diary or you know, a journal and just start writing, Dear Universe or Dear God, and just say, I'm feeling so dark. I'm having these toxic thoughts. I am so overwhelmed by these emotions. And just be that real and that honest with yourself and with life, even if you don't have anybody to talk to at the moment. And things will start to shift just from doing that. And then the hardest part, right, as we both know, is being that vulnerable and honest with the people in your life face to face. So not a therapist or a healer, but your partner, your parents, you know, family and friends, you know, who really are our greatest teachers. And I really encourage you to start opening up and being as honest as you can with them in a loving, kind way. So not saying, you know, you're this or you're that or, you know, pointing the finger, but start saying things like, I feel really hurt because, or I'm really having a hard time because, or it hurts me when you do this, or I really need some time for myself, or I feel really confused right now. It's so healing to stop hiding all these parts of yourself from the people you love and care about and share your life with. And so much in my experience of our healing is to open up in that way and to not hide any of you. And when I say not hide any of you, I mean, don't hide the pain and the vulnerability because you're ashamed or scared or you think it'll be taken advantage of. And also don't hide your love and your strength and your light because that causes suffering too when you don't let that positive, healthy side of you, that that real strong part of you out either. Both cause more pain when you keep in the pain and when you keep in the light. So start sharing that and just being vulnerable with the people around you. And what that does is that starts to move mountains. It moves these boulders and these blockages that have been building and are stuck inside of you, stuck energy, stuck blood, stuck emotion, stuck pain from the past that's literally making you sick and sad. And so if you don't start getting it out, it's just going to keep making you sick. So that's the most important thing that really comes to mind so that you can start to feel better and you will feel better. It's like that cliche, you know, that this will pass. And, you know, people say that and you're like, well, F you, you know, like leave me alone when you're, right. when you're in pain. Right. But the truth is, is you got to feel it all to heal it and, and let yourself feel those gut wrenching emotions and let yourself feel that blissful joy that's that's guiding you and inspiring you for you forward like some people are so not used to being inspired that they think they're like manic or crazy you're actually meant to also be lit up and be so happy and you can you can think that you're crazy and manic on a high naturally and that and and that feels weird because everybody else a lot of people are very depressed or just coasting but you got to let yourself feel all that pain to feel all that natural high and pure inspiration and pure joy as as you mentioned earlier in the show. So start talking about it all, sharing it all. Don't pretend 
you know, like, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of people on your show, Dirk, you know, listeners who are on their path, you know, and they want to be their best self. They want to ascend. They want to be enlightened. They want to embody love. But if you're familiar with that term, spiritual bypassing, you can't get there by pretending to be light and to be love. You can only get there by embodying all the darkness and all the light and being that real and not pretending to be holy. You become a, a manifestation of love and light by embracing all the pain, feeling all the pain, and then just sharing what is true for you. And eventually what is true for you is pure love, you know, is pure inspiration, is div- just pure divinity. Yeah, this is really powerful information. What do you feel is, and in your opinion, what is the reason why people choose to not let go of those emotions? Well, I think often we just don't know better. It's, it's addiction. You know, we become addicted to pain. We become addicted to thinking. And one of the reasons we become addicted to thinking is because we, we have a subconscious belief that if we can think our way out of things, then we will avoid our heart. We will avoid getting hurt. So I think, you know, we're just, we just have this habit of being stuck in our head. We have a habit of thinking negative thoughts. We have habits of hiding our true emotions, which only hurts us further and creates more pain. So again, we have to learn to be honest and kind really in every moment and situation. That's the practice because the opposite of being honest and kind is self-harm and unconsciousness. And then we have to learn to act in integrity with that truth inside of us, right? So we're moving in alignment with what we feel and need and want instead of feeling, needing, and wanting something and then doing the opposite just to please others, to keep the peace, to avoid upsetting other people, to avoid criticism. We have to act in alignment with what we feel, need, and want. And again, in the present moment, that's the new habit. And the opposite is self-harm self-betrayal, you know, abandoning your true self. Another big obstacle for people in this practice is we all need time and space. And this is very relevant for what's going on right now. We all need time and space for ourselves every day just to be with our own thoughts, to be with our own feelings, to move at our own natural pace and natural rhythm, and to then listen and, and go with whatever instinctually or intuitively in the present feels good, feels like the medicine that we need right now. So a lot of times we feel guilty for wanting to have some time for ourselves. So we just hang around other people, our partner, our friends, our family. And then we try and please everybody and do things for everybody all the time. And we don't take enough space for ourselves daily, which could be a half hour, an hour. It could be hours. It could be the whole day. But everybody needs a little bit of time and space for themselves every day to listen to themselves, to for the self-care and the medicine that you need that day, which could be a bath, it could be a book, it could be talking to a friend, it could be going into nature, it could be just being in bed doing nothing. You know, like whatever it is that you need that day, you got to make some time to listen to that and then to honor whatever your body's telling you, whatever your heart's telling you, whatever your mind is telling you. And then the last thing is that Derek, and I know you're familiar with this, is that we just never learn how to take care of our mind and our yeah. thoughts. And so because we never learned that, we, we believe that we are the voice in our head. We believe we are the thoughts. We believe we are the narrative. 
We believe we are the story. And then not only that, we believe everything we think. And so when you have these disaster thoughts, the, you know, the worst case scenario thoughts, fear thoughts, insecure thoughts, guilt thoughts, you believe everything you think. And it just keeps you trapped. So it holds you back from being true to yourself. It holds you back from saying what you need to say. It holds you back from following your heart because you keep believing the fear. You keep believing the guilt. You keep believing the limiting story that you've been telling yourself your whole life or people have been telling you your whole life. And so to remedy that, everybody really needs to do some meditation. And if you haven't done meditation, you got to start. And you really only need 10 minutes a day. It doesn't have to be like, go to India and find a guru and live in an ashram. That's bullshit. That's not true. You can do 10 minutes in any city, anywhere with, you know, if you have to put on earplugs, you can sit on the toilet if you need to, to get away from friends and family, you know, just have a, a moment for yourself or take a drive and sit in your car. There's, there's no excuse, but we all need to have at least 10 minutes a day where we start to really look at our mind, face our mind, and work with our mind. And so the fact that a lot of us don't do that, and then we make a lot of excuses as to why we can't do that, like I'm bad at meditation, or I just can't do it, or I don't have any time for myself, those are all excuses that keep us trapped in this habit of self-harm on a daily basis instead of a habit of self-care, self-love, you know, taking care of your own house, making sure your cup is full, so that you can sustainably show up for the people that you love so much and the people that you care so much for. You know, we, we don't make enough time to extend that care and attention to ourselves. Absolutely, we don't. And we, we really need to because we're not going to be able to, to thrive if we continue to push away our coping mechanisms and we keep operating on, you know, reacting to situations as they show up down the pipeline instead of stopping and going, okay, you know what it is? I'm not doing enough self-care. I'm not paying enough attention to what I need right now so that I can handle all these different energies that are showing up and presenting themselves in the world, which a lot of people, you know, one of the reasons why I see a lot of people who had a lot of difficulty during these times is because they weren't given that adaptation tool of recognizing coping mechanisms that are healthy and supportive to them. They decided to go to drugs and alcohol and anything that they can drown themselves out with, only creating more problems and aggravating the situation even further. And instead of really just tapping in and saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to take that, but what you just said, I'm going to do exactly everything that Blake said and really start living my life in that awareness. So I think that's really important. In your book, you were born to suffer, overcome fear, insecurity, depression, and love yourself back to happiness, confidence, and peace. You discuss how one can free themselves from destructive thoughts, habits, situations that keep us from being happy and well. What are your thoughts on why it can feel so easy to fall back into negative thought patterns and habits? And how do you believe one can maintain optimum mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health? Well, I think like we've been talking about, Derek, this conversation we're having is a symptom and manifestation of the evolution of human consciousness, the, the evolution of the human being and, and our evolution on a physical plane, biologically and genetically. So the process that we're talking about, that you and I are in the middle of, that we've gone through that we help other people to go through and that really everybody is going through is evolution in motion right now, whatever you're facing. 
And so what that means is you are facing in yourself all the stuff, all the pain, all the limitations that your mother and your father and all your ancestors, your grandparents and their grandparents and their grandparents, all the things that have been passed down through your bloodline first that have not been addressed or healed or overcome, you know, your mom's and dad's egg and sperm came together, you know, you got all that energy, all that imprint, all the wisdom that they had and all the weaknesses and unlearned lessons that they had inside of them too. And so as the edge of our bloodline, you know, the, the, the generation that we're in, whoever we are, we are carrying forth that evolution. And it really is our job first selfishly, and then that becomes selfless to transform these things inside of ourselves and then be able to, you know, offer that to the world and then offer that to our children or our grandchildren, you know, wherever we are in, in that, in that stage of life. And so it can feel really challenging because the truth is, is that we're all pioneers on this path. We are, we are shaping a new earth and a new reality. So that's why I, it can feel like manual labor because you are literally, if you think of uh, you know, hard ground, like in the desert or in farmland, you are literally digging new pathways. You're digging new channels for energy, blood, emotion, thought, consciousness to flow because a lot of us in our brain and our body are wired in a very unhealthy way right now because or, you know, on some spectrum of an unhealthy way, because we've been living a certain way since we were young, repeating these habits often for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And that means that, you know, our brains are ingrained with these pathways that are not healthy for us, these habits and our nervous system and our energy channels have become clogged and, and wired with toxic habits and toxic flows of of where energy and blood and emotion is, is going. And so to shift that at first, you know, you are like taking a runaway train and you are using all your power and, and all the influence that you can muster to shift your trajectory. And so that's why at first it can seem really challenging because you have to, you, you're, you have to kind of get over being who you thought you were. And you have to get over the way that you've gotten through the world to date. And this is actually a really big habit for a lot of us that holds us back is that often deep down, we feel like we're the only one we've ever been able to depend on our, ourselves. And so even if we're stubborn and we have a strong ego and we're stuck and we won't take advice or listen to anybody else, it's kind of like we're saying, F you. You know, I couldn't depend on anybody. I couldn't depend on my parents. I couldn't depend on my friends. I couldn't depend on my love interests. I couldn't depend on God. I couldn't depend. You know, a lot of us feel this way. So it's kind of like, F you. I've gotten myself to this point, which is survival and fear-based living. But, but this is what we had to do to get ourselves to a place where we were ready to open up and go beyond that way of living. So often it's kind of like, you know what, I don't want to listen to these guys on this podcast because what the hell do they know about what I've been through? And so that thinking serves us for a while, but eventually it brings you to a wall. And so if you're listening, I challenge you to listen because if you're stuck, that means that your thinking and your approach has stopped working. 
And so if you're stuck, you got to, we all have to open at different points in our lives and think, okay, well, maybe there is something here I'm not aware of. Maybe there is an approach that I haven't quite fine tuned or understood clearly enough and then applied, you know, effectively that can take me to the next stage that can open up the next chapter of my health, my happiness, and having a positive experience on the planet. And so that's one of the reasons we stayed stuck too, is because we, we don't trust, you know, other people. We, we doubt other people. We're, we're scared of something new. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're so used to our comfort zone and we know it so well that even if it's kind of miserable, at least we know it. And so we don't, we're a little scared of the world outside those walls, but yet we're, we know deep down, we're not satisfied that, we're still not as happy or as jo- enjoying our lives or our health as we feel instinctually we can. And so if, if you're in that place, you know, I really encourage you to open your mind and try some new habits. And again, so those habits to me that I keep coming back to are being honest and kind right now with everybody in your life, acting in alignment with what you feel and need and want, even if you're scared. That's another key. You got to do this even if you're afraid to, even if you feel guilty, even if you feel ashamed, even if you feel insecure, because being true to yourself when you're scared, when you're insecure, when you feel guilt is actually the only way to heal the fear, the guilt, the insecurity. That act of self-love in the moment eats and diminishes the strength of the fear, the strength of the insecurity, the strength of the guilt. And so that also is true when you take time and space for yourself every day, even if you're afraid of disappointing people or you feel insecure and you don't want to lose people and you're afraid that if you take time for yourself, they might not love you as much. So again, taking time and space for yourself, being aware of any fear or insecurity or guilt that comes up when you try to have that time for yourself and then doing it anyways eats the fear. It eats the insecurity. It eats the guilt. And then the same is true when you stop making excuses for meditation, taking care of your mind for 10 minutes a day. And as soon as you overcome the fear, the guilt, the insecurity, the self-doubt by just doing it, instead of justifying why you shouldn't do it, just sitting down, working with your mind, being aware of your mind, that awareness that comes up in that 10 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes or hour, whatever you do, that awareness, that consciousness, that light that you give space to surface and arise in that time is going to eat the fear. It's going to eat the guilt. It's going to eat the self-doubt. It's going to eat the insecurity. So you got to make time to do these things that we're talking about and stop making excuses and try it if what you've been doing hasn't been working. Beautifully, beautifully said. Absolutely wonderful, Blake. So many people right now all over the world completely tuned in, listening to you and are just getting major, 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 major epiphanies of how to begin to up-level their lives and really create a more sustainable life that's filled with joy and happiness. I'm just very happy to have you here um, on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast And I thank you so much. I wanted to um, ask you one last question. Do you um, have anything else you want to share with the tribe before we, we close out? 
Absolutely. I mean, just again, carrying this theme forward, you know, and, and really tying everything together that we've been talking about is, you know, regardless of what we believe about how we got here, you know, to the planet, you know, some people think, you know, believe that we choose our parents. Some people think that, you know, our parents just had sex and, you know, conceived us. And then here we are. And regardless of what you believe in that respect, we've all gone through a lot of crap. And at the end of the day, you know, I believe that human beings are intrinsically selfish and there's nothing wrong with that. We've just learned a very unhealthy form of selfishness, which gives self-love a bad name. And self-love is the healthy form of selfishness, which renders you capable of being selfless and giving and abundant and generous in a sustainable way. So you can do that your whole life instead of burn out and resent people. And so this is all preface of saying that at the end of the day, we're the only ones who can make our lives matter and say, my feelings matter, my needs matter, my dreams, my desires, my goals, my purpose matters, my suffering matters, my freedom matters. But, you know, you know, for me, that's been key to, for myself to get over my suffering because in those darkest moments when I have felt unappreciated, alone, misunderstood, not valued, taken for granted, you know, I, you can, it's so easy to sit in depression and negativity and suffering for a long time. And there's purpose in feeling those feelings, but eventually you have to say selfishly, you know what? I want to enjoy my time here. I have to figure out and do whatever I have to do to have a good day every day and build the life that I want because right, nobody's coming to get you. I can't rescue you or save you. Derek, you can't rescue or save anybody because we, nobody can be there with us every moment of every day guiding our thoughts, guiding our practices, guiding our words, guiding our habits. You know, we have to say, I'm gonna, I am going to figure out, I am going to grow I am going to learn these lessons selfishly because I want to be okay. I want to be healthy. I want to enjoy my life. I want to have healthy love in my life and healthy relationships. And then we become of benefit. So if you're a healer or a practitioner, you know, deep in your heart that you can't save and rescue other people, that you have to be as healthy and happy as you can be to be the real deal, you know, and not just be running a rescue program you know, as a way of getting your self-worth and validation in the world, you, you need, we all need to say, my health matters, my happiness matters, my needs matter. And there's nothing wrong with that type of healthy selfishness because that's how we become the best for the world. But at the end of the day, I just want people to know that, you know, it doesn't matter how much I care about you or Derek cares about you or your mother, or your father, or your partner cares about you. The, the single most important thing is how much you care about you. And practically speaking, how much you care about your emotions in your heart, and your body right now, how much you care about your needs, how much you care about your dreams. And that's got to be number one. And that means feeling what you're feeling, talking about what you're feeling and not being ashamed of who and what you know you are and what you're going through anymore. And when you start taking that approach and saying that you matter, then you're going to start to matter to the people around you. Then you're going to feel like your work and your time here starts to matter 
to the people around you. But often we do it backwards. We try and do all this work in the world and we try and have this grand purpose and, you know, be of service and or make all this money and have this success because then we think we're going to matter to other people. People will respect us. People will like us or love us. You know, that's what gives us this worthiness. But it's that's backwards and it's a vicious cycle. The worthiness comes from saying, I am worthy of having these feelings. I am worthy of having these needs. I, you know, I didn't control maybe how I got to the planet, but I'm here. And so I have every right to live this life in a way that feels good to me, that's true to me. And I'm going to make the fucking most of it because otherwise I'm just going to suffer. So at the end of the day, it's all up to me. It's all my choice. And I can either make myself miserable and sick, or I can make this life as great as possible. And so I think, you know, I'd leave everybody with that, Dirk, that it's, that's your choice and that I hope that you will make yourself matter more now every day. Woo! Yes. I love that. That is lit. That's what the lit tribe is all about. Listening to messages like that, <laughs> brother. <laughs> you just threw the, you just threw the, you just threw the gauntlet and the microphone down. It was just like kapow. So I really appreciate you. And yes, as we say, uh, a mala ashe, it's like, it, we just put the emphasis on that from spirit. You know, it's beautiful what you said. And it's true. And it's true because I do. I, and, I, and I catch myself doing it myself. You know, I catch myself doing like this TV show, this thing, this interview, this podcast, this client, this thing. Then I have to do the stuff that I do and, well, you know, with my girlfriend and her family. And, you know, I'm being pulled into different directions and I have to stop. And sometimes, you know, like my niece's birthday came up recently and I was like, I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, you're having a party. I can't do it. I need to, I need to stay in bed all day today. I need to do what I need to do for myself or I'm not going to be able to show up for the people. I'm not going to be able to show up for myself. And that's number one. So I got to make sure I take care of me, but it's always a mind. It's that mindfulness of it. It's the awareness because I have a lot of friends who are influencers and celebs and all these different people from all walks of life, friends of mine who are scientists and doctors. And they forget to take care of themselves. And then they have these mental burnouts, these big tragic things that happen to them, these intense things that happen in the media to them. And, you know, and it all goes back to what you said. So I'm just really thankful for you coming here on Ancient Wisdom today and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with us, brother. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Derek. It was so nice to connect. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who are listening from all over the world, Blake has the book and it's out in two dozen countries, internationally bestselling Arthur, translated in 10 languages. So there's no reason why you can't get this amazing book and have it with you so that you can dial in to that level of clarity that you need. And so remember that his book is You Were Born, You Were Not Born to Suffer. And, uh, it's really, really powerful information you've shared with us. And we're so grateful that you're on this planet. And we're grateful to have you here on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I love you, brother. Thank you so much. How can people get in touch with you or follow you or any of this stuff? Oh, thank you so much, Dirk. I really appreciate your words. And um, I think the book is the best thing, obviously, because it's cheap and it's practical and it will help you. So please check that out on Amazon. And then my website is unconditional-selflove.com. And then I'm on Instagram and, and Facebook and easy to find. Fantastic. Thank you so much. We love you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, brother. So much love. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you.
I'm so excited that we have Blake Bauer on today's share for Ancient Wisdom Today, because I think, you know, having a man who is sharing the depth of going into that place of hitting rock bottom, where you see everyone around you, everything is operating and functioning for them, but they're not, it's not functioning for you. And a lot of times people think, oh, well, you know, everything should always be functioning for everyone all the time. And there are some people in the world where things just don't function for them because of the mindset and the things that they're holding on to. And sometimes people do have to hit rock bottom to be able to start rising up out of that darkness and into the light of understanding and self-love, self-care, and really being able to see how one can cultivate their life in a different way, plant different seeds to have different crops grow where they're able to move beyond the resistances that are being placed on them that made them one way to actually releasing and cutting all of those cords and those attachments to those words and ideas and narratives and then beginning to step into an understanding of a new way of thinking and perceiving life. And so having him speak so eloquently about that on today's share, I think is very important for the tribe because, you know, there's a lot of people in the tribe who will get stuck in these energies and then they'll stake claim to it and say, okay, well, this is what it is and I can't get out of it. And then they'll keep repeating the same type of information and nonsense that has got them in that place to begin with. So they think that things are going to change and there's a lot of times where people get discouraged and they lose hope and they lose they lose that that feeling of that passion and that drive to pull themselves out where they finally just give up and they're just like there's nothing I can do I've tried everything I'm not making money I've done everything I'm not getting healthier you know and then they hit this wall of sadness and depression because of the fact that they feel like they've exhausted their resources and realizing that the reason why it's being exhausted is because of the fact you're going at it with the same information that got you into the situation in the first place, right? And is exactly what Blake is saying, which is you don't have to suffer. You don't have to suffer. And, 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 and I really need to like say that you don't need to suffer. You choose to suffer because you choose to keep looking at your circumstance and situation as unchangeable or not being able to take new direction. And we have to understand that the mind itself, right, is operating in this context of information that you've gathered so far in the world. And not all of that information is supportive to your sojourn on this planet. A lot of that information is actually faulty information, what I call disruptive or dysfunctional code, right? It's the understanding of, you know, literally a virus within the computer system, right? Because if your brain is this neurological functioning conductor and your body is communicating synthesis both to yourself and to the outer world and generating your responses and how you're experiencing things based upon the way in which the information is being delivered, that what if that information is corrupt, right? That's what I hear Blake talking about is that this information that you're this narrative that you keep playing over and over is a corrupted file it's corrupted meaning that it's causing an imbalance in your operating system 
So it's not giving you the true understanding and awareness of what can be possible because you're just constantly going in the same cycle of suffering and pain and utilizing the same principles of intellect and emotional intelligence to move through that, which is you're not really going to move through it because you're interacting with it with the same knowledge that actually got you in it. And so there's this point of reference where we recognize that, oh, okay, so there's this energy that you're continuing to invest in words and ideas that you're choosing to invest in that don't need your investment because they're actually having you lose a lot out of your life or not experience the amazing life that you can have because it's giving signals to your entire being to create the reality in which you are accepting from the words and the communication that you've received that is literally corrupted information and data. So when we open ourselves up to the healing process, it's first to be able to recognize the corrupted file and then to really look at why do we keep using a corrupted file when we're getting the same results over and over and over again, instead of recreating a new format of of information and intelligence to move through our system so that it creates an eminent understanding of new uh, data streams that allow us to perceive life And I say that perceive life because that's really what's happening, right? Is that the the glasses that you look through, the window that you're peering through is dirty or smudged or, you know, film on it or just, you know, completely broken glass. It's not giving you a clear viewing point in which to perceive because the information is corrupting the very thing you're looking through. So the lens you're looking through is smudged and dirtied and cracked, and it's not going to give you the true information that you're actually seeing. So you're only getting what we call a fragmented information that can actually cause stress, anxiety, and suffering and pain. Because when you're reacting to that fragmented experience or reality as it's presenting itself you then begin to spiral down because you start to feel like no matter what you do, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So there's this point of why do I even bother? Why do I even try? Seems that, you know, everyone else has gotten the good luck and I didn't, right? I wasn't dealt my fair hand of cards, right? Other people got the good cards and you got the bad cards and you're the odd woman or the odd man out. Instead of you looking at the fact that the glasses that you're peering through, the, the, the information that you're utilizing, the technology of your being is being corrupted by that false information, that lie, that aggressive energy that is actually creating patterns and impulses that lead you in incorrect situations in your life that give you feeling and physical experiences that you would say, oh, this must be real because look at what I keep going through. Look what I keep experiencing. Instead of you going, oh, wait a second. The reason why I'm experiencing those things is because look at the lens I'm looking through. It's smudged, it's dirty, it's cracked, right? It's, 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 not, it's not a clear viewing point at life. And that's because the information you're holding on to is corrupted information, it's false data, it's lies, and it's it's destructive intelligence. And when I say destructive intelligence, I mean anything that you say to yourself internally or externally to yourself, 
or you receive from another person and you accept it in and it's not coming from a place of lifting you, empowering you and showing you the possibility of or the refinement of so that you can get to that possibility is considered corrupt data. And I love how beautiful it was that Blake spoke about that and gave you tools and information for you to move through those those areas in your life so that you can navigate your life in a more harmonious and balanced way. Because there's no reason for you to be holding on to anything that's actually causing you pain, causing you suffering, causing you distress, causing you dis-ease, causing you disruption, causing you destruction, causing you devastation, right? Degregation and division. These things that are being presented to you in the context of what we call your life, if it's coming from a negative space, if it's not coming from a place of love and and empowerment and healing and nurturing and the ability to formulate a constructed, you know, uh, how do I say, structure that supports well-being and supports happiness, sustainable happiness, not just happiness that's fleeting, sustainable happiness, sustainable joy, maintainable health, meaning staying in a place of homeostasis, not getting pathogens into the body and so forth because you're overstressed or high anxiety for so long. The inflammation, the free radicals and the consistency of bacteria and viruses have been seeing your body as a perfect place to incubate and to divide and build itself in your system and breaking down your immune system and, and causing a lot of health problems. Not to mention the mental decline. And the mental decline is real, people. It's real. And it's only real because you are giving corrupted data into your biological system, which is your biological spacesuit, which is your body, right? And the organs and the veins and the arteries and every part of your being is being, you know, given this this incorrect data and corrupt file. And so it's causing viruses in your system. Now, if you look at your body as this great technology, which I always talk about to everyone when it comes to spirit hacking and and biohacking and really connecting with the resource intelligence of our body, you're giving the moment of your body, which is this powerful source of connectivity and relationship and understanding of preservation and support, you're giving it a virus, a fear energy, a worry energy, a lack energy, a limitation energy, a loss energy that creates a narrative of unsafety and and not being secure. And when you're unsafe and not secure, you keep yourself open to all of those disruptive patterns. And those disruptive patterns become the very thing that gets in the way of you being able to live your best life. And so everything that Blake is explaining to you is to give you the keys and the foundation and the fundamentals, and which is why it's important for you to to get the book, is because you are 
accessing informational data that is corrupted, and then you're going to keep getting the same results without seeing any progress being made because of the fact that you're constantly feeding the corrupt data into your data streams and your being is going, okay, well, this is the information we have. So let's continue creating this, 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 and this. And all these things that it creates are actually causing suffering and pain to you on multiple levels. It could be physical, it could be emotional, it could be mental, and it very well could be spiritual. And when we say spiritual, we mean in the ability to sense, feel, and know right? Yourself and the world in which you live in and also your brothers and sisters and nature and so forth as a collective of love's pattern playing itself out through every single thing. So therefore, the, the collective energy of every individual is not even being seen because you can't even see it within yourself. So your attitude towards life is always going to be one of creating disappointment and worry and fear because what you can't sense and know, fear comes in and grows. Again, what you can't sense and no, fear can come in and grow because you're creating a space for it to exist and you're giving it the power to exist because you're not allowing yourself to realize that those thoughts, those ideas, and those frequencies are corrupt patterns that need to be washed out of the body, washed out of the mind, washed out of the emotions so that the spirit energy can encompass you with new information that is both not only uh, quantum, but it operates on a simultaneous level of what is necessary for any given moment for you to be successful, happy, free, loving, playful, generous, and have everything that you need in currency, prosperity, and abundance, and good health, and truly liberated freedom, which is the key aspect of humanity at this time is pushing the boundaries and accelerating the conversation to becoming a much more free individual versus a trapped individual who's operating on on labels and boxes and limitations on what types of things you're allowed to experience while you're here on earth. So understanding that the earth place is this beautiful experimentation of playfulness where you can experience all different types of energy frequencies, highs, lows, in-betweens. You know, you get to experience things as more and more you open yourself to be a part of of that experience, not as a person who's standing by and watching, but you are the experience of those things. And therefore, you're able to transcend them because you're able to take them apart and see what is actually supporting you and what isn't. And then when you see it and look at it and then look at it in all these different angles, you're like, oh, well, I don't really need that because that's not supporting where I'm creating and how I'm amplifying that love into the world. So we get into this place of, oh, okay, so... Not everybody has to hit rock bottom in order to shift and change. But in the story that Blake was sharing, that was necessary for his soul journey to be able to experience that and then to go through the awakening process of even though I did get to the bottom of that place, I was able to transition myself into all of these other levels of my being to be able to bring that wisdom and knowledge forth instead of it being something that is just, you know, 
um, not even seen or acknowledged. And it's just like, I had a bad past, but I'm not really taking the, the juice, the, the, <laughs> the richness, the, the wisdom, the information that is available from having those situations. And instead of seeing them as this bad situation or, you know, in this horrible situation you had to go through and how disgusting the situation was, you actually see that situation as an opportunity to create change on the planet and that you acknowledge yourself, congratulate yourself, bless yourself up with the understanding that you went through that experience for the purpose of serving humanity. And when you get into that place, that's the sweet place to be. And again, I'm very happy to have Blake Bauer with us on Ancient Wisdom today. I, I know that you've taken the words that I've shared with you in uh, recapping what everything that we talked about. And I love you all so much, Tribe. And I look forward to seeing you for the next share for Ancient Wisdom today. I'll see you later. Love you. I've created the Healing Temple because people all over the world want and need healing, but don't have the access to those healers or can't afford them. One of the biggest high-ticket items in the world today is remote healing, but some sessions cost hundreds to even thousands of dollars. And for only $10, the Healing Temple is a collective space for people to come together every Friday for 30 minutes. Participants are opening a wellspring of abilities, alleviating stress and brain fog, where the mind becomes more optimized and performance-based, and where you learn to utilize energy to up-level your consciousness. The Healing Temple also helps to break down walls where you begin operating in awareness of wellness, feeling ambitious and inspired like things are really changing in your life. Inside the Healing Temple, you're also stepping into a world where you might experience phenomenons that you thought wasn't possible. Something as small as a chill or the hair standing on the back of your neck becomes like an opening door. Some members have even said they've experienced increased psychic abilities and that these sensations have intensified with following sessions. I've trained my powers to impact change and I've learned how to get results. Who doesn't want to feel good? The Healing Temple is not only beneficial to you, but also to those around you. Because when you're feeling good, you shine that positive energy onto others. Your partner, your children, co-workers, even your dog or your cat. Everyone around you begins to feel better because you are feeling better. It's a rippling effect that's much needed on this planet. We need the Healing Temple more than ever right now because of all of that's happening in the world, the social political structures, calamities, chaos, and feelings of hopelessness and despair. The social climate is on high and this pressure cooker is taking a negative toll on how many of us feel. The Healing Temple offers comfort on a global level because when more people are feeling good, the more kindness, generosity, and realness is generated. For only $10, I invite you to become part of the community that seeks to do good, to feel good, and to make this world a better place. Go to shamandurek.com and click the Healing Temple to join our wellspring of healing, restoration, and elevated consciousness. See you in the temple. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Tribe, I love you all so much. 
And if you want to stay connected, be sure to check me out on IG at Shaman Durek. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please visit shamandurek.com or contact info at shamandurek.com to learn more. And remember, tribe, no matter what, stay lit. <laughs>